Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou. Obviously, you got me, Chuck, Pat Steinoff, and Lou, Jack Bueller, my manager at St. Charles West. And tonight we are grateful to have Logan Gauntz as our guest. Logan, as many of you know, one of the best point guards to ever play basketball at St. Charles West. He is a thousand point scorer. He was able to play Division II basketball at University of Illinois Springfield, had a great career there, finished up with his criminal justice degree, and is now actually an assistant coach at Maryville University under their basketball program. We talk anything tonight. We talk about our weekends. We talk about Logan and what does it take to be a college athlete why to play multiple sports, uh, different things in college that made him who he was, different things that he had to do in high school to make him the athlete he was, whether it was training early, training late, playing with other local athletes around town. We obviously ask him questions about who his favorite teams are, his college teams, his NBA role models, those that were his role models growing up, the advice he would give young players today to separate themselves to become a college athlete. We talk also about football. We talk about Dushin Pioneers and how they're still alive. Lutheran St. Charles is still alive. We talk about the upcoming basketball season, fans, no fans, what it will look like, links to watch that high versus west game. We talk about Lily Jackson and her cross-country state championship, one of our own, Coach Jackson's daughter. We talk about sarcastic things, LeBron James. What is the view of Logan Gauntz and LeBron James? What is the view of J.J. Redick and Duke, and why would we talk about them on tonight's broadcast? We talk about Casey Tison, Zach Galata. Would they be great teammates of Mr. Logan Gauntz? We talk about pet peeves of basketball practices, facilities. We even mentioned Bellarmine University. Many, many things Logan Gauntz wants to talk about, including his faith and where that has taken him in his career and in his life. Please tune in. You don't want to miss Chuck and Lou with Logan Gauntz. Come on, everybody. Chuck and Lou. Here we are in the basement again. You thought we weren't coming back for a while. Here we are. It is prime basketball season. We are a couple weeks in. We obviously are joined tonight by Chuck, me, and Lou, which is Jack Bueller. Lou, how's it going tonight? It's going pretty good. You, you look great tonight. You know, your hands are crossed. You're in a good mood. Looks like you're, you had some potato skins tonight for dinner when you brought them down, I see. Yes. yes what, do, you, do you like sour cream on your potato skins? Uh, I've dabbled with it before. It's all right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to dabble with things to see, you know, if you like it or not. Tonight we have guests. We are fortunate enough to have one of St. Charles West's best point guards of all time, current Maryville University basketball assistant, Logan Gauntz. And it's an honor to be here, listen to the podcast a few times, and just, like I said, honored to be a guest. Man. I, well, I tell you what, it's, it's the Joe Rogan Show, and then it's this, the Chuck and Lou Podcast, right there, back and forth. Find us anywhere you want on Spotify. Tonight's episode is sponsored once again by Gibbon Sons Painting, Greg Gibson doing some shutter work for me around the house here, along with F45, the workout facility down on Elm Street. I uh, would consider many of you checking that out. I've gone down there and turned into a beast. I uh, kind of remind myself of Tom Brady himself right now as he's playing on this for Sunday night. Of Drew Brees. Oh. Lou. Don't have to taste him. We have basketball starting. We are in week two. Give us a quick rundown of what you see at practice with the Warriors so far. The Give big us your thing opinion. I see is the person I don't see, Big John. Yeah, Big John is not there because he has been quarantined. He's also got a little bit of a knee injury. So those of you wanting us to talk about Big John's practice and how well he looks and what he's doing this year, we don't know. We haven't seen him. Is he alive? Is he is he even at West anymore? Or is I have he, no idea. Did he take a part-time gig at Gibbon Sons Painting? Or is he down <laughs> yeah, at F45? He's probably not down at F45, I don't <laughs> think, you know. But, uh, but Logan, it's, it's a privilege to have you here tonight, and we're going to you know go ahead. We always kind of start off by talking about our weekend. Uh, my weekend, my, my weekend seems to be a little bit more, you know, have more ammunition to it than some of you all out there. But I have uh, ref nine games this weekend. I had the privilege of having practice. I had the privilege of coaching my son, watching my son play uh, soccer, my daughter play soccer. I'm flipping exhausted. You guys looking forward to those days when you get to just ref games and coach basketball and watch your kids? Man, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I think I'm a little older than Jack. I've thought about kids, and it scares me. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be I'm going to be a hundred with you. Uh, I am looking forward to it, but at the same time, it scares me. But 
That's life. I tell you what, it is life. And, you know, Lou, you got plenty of time to, to be thinking about that, you know, but it, it, it does kind oh, of worry about it. Oh, whoa, I, whoa. Sure, I sure as heck don't so, want any. So down, <laughs> sure as heck so uh, We won't talk about the conversation you and I had yesterday about what you thought you were just going to go ahead and chalk it up and do something. And, and I'm not, I'm, no, I'm sure as heck not having kids. No, absolutely not. Uh, so this, this weekend ended up going out to uh, Montgomery County to play golf. What course is up in Montgomery? Montgomery County. Man, I bet their fairways are nice and plush. No. Yeah, they weren't terrible, actually. Really? Yeah. What'd you shoot? Did you play 18? Did you play 9? It was 9-hole course. Was played. the hawk up? Was the wind up? Par 3 course? Uh, no, it was par 35. But, uh, the hawk was up quite the a bit. The hawk was up? Yeah. What'd you shoot? 45. 45. The Michael greens Jordan's were uh, very, very sloped. Sloped up yes. there in Montgomery County. They got some fast greens. You know, Logan, yes. let's not oh, let's not go play. You play golf any, Logan? I do not. I do you not do play not? golf. You don't go out there with KCT sign the boys and rip them? I do not. I... It's too slow for me. Too boring. Too slow? Yeah, I'd rather go do something with my day than shank a bunch of balls off into the woods and have to chase stuff. Like what? Go out in the backyard, do a bunch of sprints and push-ups or something? Oh, no, no, no. No, no? Uh, I've been actually, I uh, bought a new bike. been yeah. riding my bike about 10, 15 miles every day on wheels? the weekend. Oh, no. I had to take those off a few Helmet? weeks ago. Um, no. Knee pads? No, sir. Elbow pads? Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Man, you're risky. I know. Hey, you know, we got another bike rider in the house. Iggy! Hi. Mr. Keith Mangles, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you. You love bike riding. I do like bike riding. I just got, we just got a Peloton, actually. Whoa, now you're Ooh. in shape and you're bike riding. That's right. Is that the thing that, like, talks to you and tells you to stop being a... <laughs> Out of it, shape, doesn't, it doesn't loser. talk to you itself, but it has like classes that you know you subscribe to them, and the, the people that run those classes they tell you to. It's a it's a Pelot, Peloton. Yeah, Peloton. It's Peloton. Peloton. Yeah. Like He's a, gonna beat the Peloton King next in some Viking, aka Rory McIlroy. Ooh man, what a sweet transition into the Masters here. We were talking about you know bike and your pool's done. No. No. I thought you, it has water in it, but it's not done. No, but you've, you've dipped your feet in. I have. My feet have been in the water, the dirty water that's in there. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Lou, who's winning the Masters? Uh, I don't even want to say his name. It uh, starts with uh, D. Shambo, I think. No! Oh, D. Shambo. Is, is Tiger Woods playing this year? Uh, I think so. It sounds like he's been dead for about the last couple weeks after his last showing. He won last year. He did. It, it, it's crazy to think that he won whatever time he did last year. Is it going to look the same? Is it going to be gorgeous? Like with, or um, is it, it's it, going to have it's it's going to be green. You just may not see the azaleas. Oh, no azaleas. No, no spectators either. No spectators. No azaleas. I'm out. Yeah, that that, that one. sounds like a miscut for Phil. Oh, <laughs> it just sounds like something that I will watch. If Tiger's in the mix, I'll watch. I'll watch it anyways. You know me, Bryson DeChambeau. Is he? Uh, I thought he was in the long drive contest, and that's it. Yeah, he looks very similar to. He has very Hulkish characteristics. He looks right like now. freaking Lawrence Taylor. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he does. It, it's he's gained the extra thirty pounds he said he was going to. Yeah, golly, well, Logan Goss, thanks for joining us tonight. You know, Logan, you know, is one of those guys that I think many around the area need to look up upon because he's a multi-sport athlete. He had to remind me tonight that he was a a kicker on the football team his senior year. But this is a young man that's a. All-state soccer player uh, in basketball. He was a thousand-point scorer, uh, was finished with one thousand twenty-two points. Uh, you know, he couldn't quite pass the legend here, uh, Chuck, with one thousand thirty-six. So I got you. The reason why I took you out of the game there late in the year, <laughs> you, you're not going to pass my ass. I can tell you that. So. Um, you know, one of those guys that, you know, like I said, all-state soccer player, uh, basketball, all-conference a couple of years, went on to play Division II basketball. When you look at the former Warriors who have played basketball in the past and you kind of start writing down, you know, players that were able to play D1, D2, D3, he's right there in the top five or six because we've, you know, been fortunate enough to have a couple Division One guys, and that's a special thing, but we've been limited on, and every school is, on how many D2 guys you can have. So what an honor it is to have him tonight. And later on in the program, we're obviously going to talk about his nine tackles uh, in football and how he used to jump on the pile late and then get off last so they would call his name for the tackle so he could get those up as well. So a thousand point score, couldn't quite get to 10 tackles right there at nine and an all-state soccer player. And we'll kind of hit him with some questions that deal with, you know, the college game versus the high school game, what it takes for a high school athlete to play uh, Division II basketball when you're under six foot tall and, and everything that goes into that. So to start our program, Lou, um, give us a little rundown of the St. Charles West Warriors and St. Charles in general has a new state champ. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, um, Lily Jackson, state champ. It's crazy to think that Coach Jackson's oldest has gone from being one of his little runs that ran around the gym to 
running her way to a state title in cross country on Friday morning, set breaking her own school record again with a time of eighteen twenty one in the five k over in Columbia when her when her first state title and the first state title for St. Charles Weston cross country for an individual girl. It's just what an accomplishment. I, get me if I'm wrong. Has she finished third and second in the previous two years? Fifth or? and second. Fifth and second. So she's been kind of on this journey, um, and she's worked extremely hard. Also, no excuse type person here, Logan. We're talking about a young lady who was quarantined for two weeks during the season oh, as of only just a month ago. Yeah. Um, she couldn't participate in what? GAC North Championship. The GAC North Championship. Uh, she was getting up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to get out when no one was in her way to run. Uh, she, you know, one of the stories I told our guys today. She won the state championship on Friday morning and was at basketball practice Friday afternoon. Yeah, at 4 exactly. Uh, that's a true warrior, a, a true definition of you know, no matter who you are, what your role is at St. Charles West or at any high school, you can be a leader in many aspects. And when I saw her at basketball practice the day she won the state championship, let's face it, Logan, most kids would have been walking around school that day with their you know medal on, going to Applebee's, getting some cheesecake, and saying, "I'll I'll see the basketball." team on Monday. Yeah. I think uh, that's what separates her. Um, like you said, a lot of kids would be comfortable just taking the day off after a big accomplishment, but I think that's why she was able to be a state champion. Um, state champions don't take days off. Um, we see it every day with people who are successful in the sports world or in the business world. Um, every time they get on a podcast or write a book, it's no days off. I have a set schedule. If I don't follow the set schedule, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. It, I think uh, I don't know Lily personally. I obviously saw her grow up as a young girl, but I think it's an, a testament to her and her family that they just they do the right things and. If you do the right things, the right things are gonna gonna follow. Yeah, I think it's pretty uh, obvious story. You know, you, you you say, oh well, you know. So there's a young lady that won a state championship as a junior, worked very hard, had her ups and downs. You know, uh, did her family? You know, how was her family? They're good people. They do everything the right Coach way. Jackson's the best. And and it's one of those deals where it's almost like a it's almost like one of those moments when you hear this story. It's like, well, duh, mm-hmm. like. It should happen to great people. It should happen to those that work the hardest. And it's also a humble family that never brags about anything. And herself, too, you would never see her ever humble. About, you know, she, She's never going to brag about herself. She's as humble as can be. So we're very excited to you know have her, one that's been a part of our Warrior family for a long time, finally winning that state championship. And uh, she'll be back for some more next year. What are her chances next year, Lou? Um, well, <laughs> pretty good, obviously, yeah, coming off the state title. And uh, if Wes stays in the same class, I think, it, her road's pretty wide open as the girl that got second, who was from Smithville, I believe, was a senior. So you ever been to Smithville, Logan? Uh, I couldn't even tell you where Smithville's <laughs> is. Smithville at. in Missouri? <laughs> I think it's over by Kansas City. Kansas City, Smithville. What are they doing, Smithville? Do they know. like make ball gloves or something or yeah, tap shoes? I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure there's a cow there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to Smithville sometime. Yeah, they probably got a good tavern. Yeah, you know, they probably do. Smithville, Smithville Smith Pub. Yeah, <laughs> is that Run Runner in there? Hey. Yeah. What's up? Oh man, is there a Smithville High School? That's. Uh, I think that's the high school that the girls from. I wonder if Smithville was a Trump or Biden area. Oh, exactly. You know? yeah. What do you think about that, Lou? I have we no got idea. a new president. I have, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> I really have no idea. Are you, are you 18, Lou? Not yet. Oh. oh. So the next election, you're going to be able to vote, huh? I guess. I guess. Let's, not, let's, really, let's wait four years. Does anybody in this in this does anybody really like does it just bother you that Biden's the president? Um, honestly, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of talk, especially from the Republican side, that there is some fraud. I think if there was, it wouldn't have mattered. I think it. The I think this was the result that was going to happen. Yeah. What about regardless. you, Iggy? What do you think about the whole president thing? You know. Uh, do you care? Yeah, I care. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that a decision has been made. Right. And sort of, sort of the the silly stuff can just be done. Right. Yeah. I think I think it's just time to kind of move on from the silly stuff. Um, did you guys all find it entertaining at all? I'm gonna be honest. I I did not find this stuff entertaining. I <laughs> I I just wanted a clear cut winner on Tuesday. I expected a clear cut winner yeah. on Tuesday from previous elections, but. Silly me, I was fooled. Silly me, yeah, could have slept on Friday. (laughs) Still not known. I guess this is what growing up is, though. Oh, I still think Charles Barkley should be president. (laughs) That'd be awesome. What do you think? Yeah, it would be. (laughs) It'd be cool. I don't know why, but yeah, what a just what a freaking hey. Charles Barkley's playing the next match coming up. Next, he's doing what? Three point oh. 
Really? It's Phil and Charles Barkley versus Steph Curry and Tom Brady. God, that'd be ridiculous. Four, hey, okay, let's move on. Football season's about to come to an end. Give me some give me some hot takes here, Lou, about what we can expect from the 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, and 2A. Just kind of real quick wrap it up. We do have Team team Duchenne around town still in at Zumalt North. But 6A, who's the uh, leading contender in 6A? The Smet, without the, a doubt. The Spartans. How many Division One kids they got on that team, you think, are even At least 10. At least 10? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? That is a lot of Division One kids. They got three D one running backs. That are you all just show seniors. up and they just you open a locker and out comes a D one guy. Exactly. It's oh, basically man. probably man. what they do. Caught oh. me off guard there, Lou, with that that answer. That's uh, I was thinking maybe three. Yeah. And, I then, mean, and we go double digits. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. I'm expecting a state championship these <laughs> next two or three years Jeez. if, if yeah. we have ten uh, D one players. Five A Zumalt North is the local favorite. They How got many D one players Zumalt North got. <laughs> Uh, are we talking FBS or FCS? <laughs> uh, we call it talk FBI. I don't. Uh, nah, I don't think. Any. <laughs> Isn't that just crazy though? It's wild. Like it's wild, but how good? So Zumalt North back in the mix. They the got Green their uh, crosstown rivals Zumalt South coming up on uh, Friday. You know, and they played already this year, and the game was a little closer than I thought. You know, yeah. Zumalt South coach Fredell. You know, we'll see if he's ready for basketball season to start. See if old Bassman's out there. You know, yeah. Can you imagine Coach Bass has full control of the basketball program right now? <laughs> He's probably running around talking about how good Illinois basketball is. You know, they're not playing. <laughs> You're running around. Hey man, I talked to Coach in Centralia. He's running this new weave. Let's run it today. You know, I, I would love to see him in charge. Just for a couple yeah, practices. Yeah, imagine Zumalt South was on Friday. Uh, we may, Zumalt South may not be ready for basketball because where will Fredell be? Oh man. Um, and then I think four A. The well, it's been since the last time we've been on the football warriors lost. If you haven't heard by now, the Trinity, but by a wide margin, tough draw. And then Trinity lost by a wide margin to MICDS, who I'd say is among the local favorites. And they got a new coach, the, right? This year, yes, MICDS did. Yeah, it was guy who was at Harrisonville, I believe, about 15 years ago. That and he's was, had a lot of success, right? Yes. He kind of came in here and just kind of jumped on the train, yep. moving them forward. I mean, how then, can you not win with a facility like that? Exactly. We're going to be on football field four today. Uh, just go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll bring all the footballs. you got a personal football, then we're going to move over to football field three. <laughs> yeah, got but, lights. I heard John Burroughs has so many actual footballs they use when they after every time they use one they just disinfect it and just that's it for the day like they'll, <laughs> they'll just throw it in a bowl of disinfectant and it's done for the day they, they use like apparently 200 footballs a day hey ronnie you touch football yeah let's go ahead and kick it in the river yeah that's true but it's that's I mean, ezekiel elliott money honestly. yes exactly right. that's what happens hey zeke can we get 300 footballs per practice you gotta have a Cowboys logo on it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want to count. They, they win today? No, they lost. Oh, who was was who was their quarterback today? Clarence Gilbert? Yeah, or is like he Gilbert? Zoo's old guard. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting trouble outside the bars. <laughs> <laughs> who was their quarterback? What's his first yeah, name? Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. GG. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where'd so, Garrett Gilbert go to? Kansas college? State. What? Kansas State, yeah. Was he the guy? Garrett, I thought he was a SMU guy, if I wasn't well, mistaken. Uh, Garrett Gilbert. He, I think he was a... Uh, he may have started there, but I thought I heard... Garrett kids. Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert sounds like the name of an author. <laughs> that's, yeah. That is true. Like, you know... That's, that's a good author what was, name. Uh, James and the Giant Peach, wasn't that a story? Written yes. by mm-hmm. Garrett maybe. Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> maybe read by Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert's uh, career... Oh, boy. Garrett Gilbert. He's he was born in '91. He's 29 years old. Uh, education at the University of Texas Southern Methodist and went to Lake Travis High School. Hmm. So this was the first time ever in the episode history of Chuck and Lou that Lou has been incorrect. Yeah, but anything. let's think about all the times Chuck's been wrong. Uh, <laughs> daily. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, back let, to no. Let's spend the rest of the show talking about Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> I'm joking. What do you mean? Uh, back to? to high school football, the topic we were really talking about. Three uh, A, we got the uh, meat grinder. Got St. Mary's, Cardinal Ritter, and Lutheran North Did all you on the same side of the district. Grinder? <laughs> yeah, they're all on the same side of the draw. Really? Yeah. So I think St. Mary's has got Kennett down in southeast Missouri. <laughs> okay, is Kennett right next to Smithville? Probably. <laughs> Wonder if Kennett was Kennett, Kennett sounds like a Biden area. Um, Kennett. How do you spell Kennett? K-E-N-N-E-T-T. Kennett. Yes. Who, what's Kennett? Kennett got a stud? A couple 10 D1s? Like, uh, I don't know. Kennett, um, Kennett's quarterback's Mary's name is definitely... Team. What do you think? What do you think their quarterback's name is? I feel like it's a Garrett Gilbert type of guy, <laughs> yeah. too. Or, or 
like uh, Sean or Sean. Uh, you know his yeah. dad's dad. Oh man, Kenneth. What's Kenneth's record? Ten and zero. Ten and zero. Kenneth has whooped some ass. Yep. Kenneth. And uh, they got a big victory. <laughs> Who's Kenneth's big victory against? You think? Uh, Smithville. <laughs> yeah. Saint Genevieve. Saint Genevieve. Ooh, I've been there before. Not good. Yeah. yeah um, and so Saint Mary's will probably end up taking on Cardinal Ritter next week. And then Luther North's got a good old Borgia coming up on Friday. The uh, the Knights. Carl Reed versus the Knights. They should bring the basketball team up. They should play like a double dip. They should play the football yeah. game and then have Luther North play the basketball game. Yeah, that would be, be actually quite interesting. Where's that game at? Uh, I believe it's in St. Louis County. St. Louis, Louis County. St. Louis County. At the uh, good old Luther North up on kind of right on uh, Interstate 70 there. Boom. You can hear them on drive-by. Exactly. So let's move on to 2A, which has the Duchenne Pioneers. Yeah. Um, Duchenne playing Lutheran. St. Charles got a battle of the Catholics versus the Lutherans on uh, Friday. Ooh, that's a lot of mass. That's a battle you don't want to get into. <laughs> no, you really don't. Um, who, okay, let's let's back to so ten years ago. Okay, it's two thousand two thousand ten. You'd we'd have been you'd have said, hey, ten years from now we're going to sit here and we're going to be talking about the the best football game in town is going to be the Pioneers versus the Lutheran St. Charles. What are they? The Cougars. The Cougars. Yeah, I tell um, you, you we were full of the adjective. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm Lutheran St. Charles. We'll probably win that. They they won the first time by twenty two. They've got a couple Division one recruits, including Arlen Harris Jr. It, his dad, Arlen right, Harris. He's got some big offers. So you you told me earlier you think this is going to be twenty plus affair here. Yeah, I think Lutheran St. Charles is going to wipe the windows well, of yeah. the Pioneers. Lutheran St. Charles is on a mission this year. After the last three years, what have happened, including two losses at the hand of the Warriors by uh, some more experienced hands. But I think Lutheran St. Charles is on a mission this year. The win state and I think they've got a good chance to do it. Is what most call the best high school in the area, Francis Howell, still alive? Yes, they're playing to Smetton Friday. What are their chances there? What's the spread there? 17 and a half? I'd say, yeah, that's a pretty good line. I'd say Howell's chances of winning are under 25%. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, with what's going on. You say any free tickets to the Final Four in football. What's this all about? You got free oh, tickets? Oh, so, uh, so Lindbergh, who's got a couple decent players, they got a um, they had to forfeit already for Friday's game against Fox due to a positive test for COVID. Yes, yeah, somehow it still exists in this world. It's crazy to think that. I thought it was going to be over after Tuesday. I guess so. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so Fox is on to the final four. They'll, win. They'll take on the winner, DeSmet and Howell. So DeSmet. And then if DeSmet wins uh, the 6A, then of course they will then go down and play Kennett or Smithville for the. Missouri State Championship, yep. correct? Correct. Can you imagine and they'll that? take the basketball Can you team. Showing up at Kennett. Man, that, they probably would get lost. They don't know where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> we win, forfeit. I guess they had COVID. You know, yeah. so COVID issues at high school, Lou. Is is it still the quarantining like it is in every school? Yes. Like, you know, Johnny sits within six feet of Sherry, who's got yeah. it. So now Johnny's in the basement watching Netflix for fourteen days with yeah, his mini we fridge. Going to just say we got a ridiculous amount of kids quarantined yeah. right now. There's some every class, school does. There's some classes where I, I've seen only three kids in person really? in a class, and all three sit with each other. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they would. Uh, do you think we're going to have a situation here with the new season starting? Obviously, our winter session here with basketball being kind of the focus around town. Are we going to see kids um, picking that virtual option? Because they don't want to be the kid who may have that opportunity to play at the next level who needs to be seen, and they're going to try to stay at home. I know we have a couple players. I want to do that, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Logan, if you were in a situation, if it was your senior year, and you could, per se, go to the doctor and say, hey, you know, obviously there's been a lot of quarantine cases. I have a situation here where I might uh, be able to get a scholarship, and I want to make sure I can play all these high school games and showcase my talent. Um, would it be okay if I learned virtually during my season? Was that something you would probably think of doing during these times? Or uh, As an 18-year-old, I probably would. Right. Um, 23 now, kind of knowing what I know. I, I like learning in front of a teacher, being right. taught instead of having to learn on myself. So where I'm sitting at today, I wouldn't like it, but as an 18 year old, I would definitely take that, take that advantage. And yeah, I not. think, I think I would be the one that would probably say, "Hey, listen, if I had to." 
to play the cards right, I would say. During my basketball season here, it's winter. Let's face it, in high school in winter, the fun of high school is going to the sporting events, which isn't going to happen because kids can't go. Mm-hmm. It really kind of slows down with the the you know I guess you would I guess you could say the word partying or with your buddies. You're not outside. The weather's kind of strenuous. Mm-hmm. You usually go to basketball practice anyways. Come home and now it's 30 degrees. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Um, but I would definitely be like, hey, can I stay home from the start of basketball till the end, and then I want to come back mm-hmm. because truly that high school experience when it comes down to um, April and May is fun. Yeah. You know, now you're back in school with your friends, you're a senior, and I think that would be cool if you could kind of dictate, hey, this is my season. Because um, I, I think it's important for kids, especially if they're seniors, to enjoy that experience of that sport. That's a huge deal. And I really think the school should look into giving those kids the opportunity to, hey, listen, you know, if you want to be a virtual student during your, you know, your sports season or seasons, uh, that's up to you because it's it's also hampering ADs and schools in general. You know, I had a recent recently a principal tell me that I can't wait to co- to go back to being a principal and not a contact tracer. You know, yeah. this would have to be just a miserable year to be a principal or an athletic director um, because every day is a new challenge, mm-hmm. and, and that's got to be hard. And, and kudos to all those administrators out there who are putting in that time to um, do things that are never in one of their classes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were in college, you didn't have the, what if we hit a pandemic where it, this isn't this isn't real to anybody who's working in this system, teachers, administrators, and it's just a, a weird deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys think it's going to get worse in the next two months with winter coming? Absolutely. And I do, too. I would not be surprised if Turkey tip off was our first game for a while. You think so? I really, what do you mean first game for a while? Like play think, that one and then it be a while? I think we're going to end up going virtual after Thanksgiving for at really? least a month. Those yeah. are strong words. I've, Explain why. Talk to us. Well, first off, that's kind of what was projected like at the beginning of the school year. Not by local, but more at the national level. They were saying cases were projected enough. But it... COVID's just gotten so realistic. The cases have gotten realistic enough in St. Charles where we're going to have to look at it at the local level and see what it's like. And with how it's gone, especially this last week or so, or last two weeks or so, cases have gone up a ton. And there's really no slowing it right now. What do you say to the kid who walks around school or the teacher who walks around school and says, man, I wish I could get quarantined. I could use 14 days off. Um, oh, if it's a teacher saying it, then I'm not going to comment on that. But if you're a student saying it, then you're going to then have fun sitting in your basement for two, for two weeks because uh, it's not fun. Yeah, I, I would agree with Lou. Um, we've had to quarantine at Maryville with the basketball program, and the last 14 days have been extremely tough. Yeah, tell us about this. You were talking to me. So obviously with, with Coach here, I, it's kind of – Kind of weird to call you coach, but it's great to call you coach. Um, tell us about your experience at Maryville with this COVID situation, because I think the other day you told me you had just as many coaches as kids at practice. Mm-hmm. So tell us what's going on there. So we get tested every week. Um, we get tested. Coaches once. as well, obviously. Coaches, players get tested once a week without games being played right now. Once games start, it'll be three times a week. Three times? Is it the rapid? Um, no. They're not they going are. up your nostril three times a week, are they? They are. Heck they with are that, gonna, I'm out. Yeah, it is. It's not a good experience. Better but than getting a needle in your vein three times a week? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I might take the <laughs> needle over the nostril punch. Yeah, the, the nostril punch is not fun. So <laughs> um, if we if we have a positive test, um, no matter how many cases, it's the whole team goes into quarantine for 14 days. Um, if the kid's living on campus, which majority of them are, they move them to a separate uh, dormitory, and they have to quarantine in what's almost like solitary confinement. Holy cow! Yeah. So there's just a dorm there at Maryville for the COVID kids. Yes. Golly, can yeah. you imagine being there? Yeah, I know. You're calling yeah. your buddy like, "Hey, sneak me some bush light up there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's rough. Um, yeah, you have to pretty much move within an hour up to the right. dorm, and then it's four, four t- seven boy. <laughs> <laughs> so just fourteen days on your own. Um, not leaving your room if you're at home and on campus you have to use your own meal money and you have to use more money to get it delivered to you so the school's right. putting kids in hard situations with meal money where now we're having kids uh spend you, too much right you grub hub fruit loop box because you're just yeah. you can't grub hub ramen, ramen noodles can you no you cannot so it, it's it's been a tough situation iggy what would you do if you had sent to your basement for 14 days oh man <laughs> Never mind, we'll leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, skip, uh, skip me. Skip, skip. I'm trying to think if I would want to get quarantined in this basement or my basement. Well, I would want to be in your basement. Your basement's way more cool. 
Okay. Well, and your bedroom's in your basement. And I got a putting green. You got a putting green. Putting you know, green. Yeah. He, no excuses now yeah, for, for trouble on the greens. Yeah, yeah correct. Tired. Humble brag. You got a putting green in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a bar. Just that would never use. I spend my entire day down there anyway. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about you guys, but quarantine for 14 days, me with no one can talk to me or anything, but you, I, I freaking love it. <laughs> Just sit in my basement all the 14 days. It depends on what sports you think about. If you got quarantined during the NCAA tournament, it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's why most great. people, when they get older, when. <laughs> uh, Close your ears if you don't want to hear this part. Like, but when you get older and you need to possibly, you know, get fixed because, uh, you know, you're at a certain age where you don't want to have any more children. Did yeah. you know that that's the most popular time of the year for males, obviously, to get fixed is that Wednesday before the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Makes sense. You go to the doctor on Wednesday, see Sherry, come home on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and... Doc says I can't leave the couch. <laughs> Where's the remote, honey? <laughs> Where's the frozen bag of peas? You know. Uh, so hey, maybe it'll maybe it'll happen to me right when the season's over. Like then all of a sudden maybe they'll still have an NCAA tournament. But they should do that in college basketball. Just say uh, play ten game schedule and then just play the tournament. Yeah, no. uh, sure. I think college basketball is going to be in for a rude awakening because it's going to happen in the yeah. winter, and I think. It's just really hard to have a kid who, I mean, let's face it, kids get sick in the in the winter, mm-hmm. okay, and they're gonna go get tested and they're gonna end up coming home with it, and they're gonna it's it's just gonna happen. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy winter for everyone involved. So good luck with mm-hmm. you at Maryville. Good luck Thank to you. us. We're gonna get into our question and answer situation here with Logan. Spend about ten or fifteen minutes here, just uh, kind of whipping some questions to a guy that I think many of us can learn from. So we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, Logan, what's the, the biggest difference between the high school game where you scored over 1,000 points at St. Charles West um, and the college game where you went and you weren't scoring 16, 17 points a game? You're getting your three, four, five points and distributing the basketball. But as a general high school athlete that's going to play college basketball, what's the biggest difference? I think um, three big ones are speed, size, and the level of focus. Um, Speed and size are kind of things that you can work on. Obviously, you can't work on your height, so you got to get in the weight room, got to get stronger, you can work in track, field type stuff, get your conditioning up. And then uh, the level of focus, um, scouting reports go up big. People know what you like to do, so you have to work on your game, kind of find counters to those, and you can't really have a weakness in your game at the college level. I love the third one. I think that's fantastic, the level of focus, because when you go to college, you know, it's it's kind of like me when I played baseball in college. You know, when, you, when I when I go up to hit, I could hear the coach telling the assistant coach or relaying it to the, the position players and the pitchers. They knew me better than I knew me. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it might have had to do because I was out late the night before, but they knew way <laughs> more than, than I thought about me. Uh, but I think that level of focus in high school basketball even also is the biggest difference between the kid that can make that jump to college or that's good enough. If you watch a high school basketball practice and you say level of focus, you can point at the one or two kids who have the level of focus. There's about eight or nine of them who don't have it at all. Mm-hmm. And that is huge because I think that's a big separator in high school basketball too is just if you can have the level of focus for two hours, you can get so much better. Yeah. If you don't have the level of focus, you can still trick the coach into thinking that you're focused and into it. But as a confident player you're not becoming more confident because you're like oh move on to the next thing mm-hmm. so i think that's huge that's that's an that's an awesome one that I, I didn't expect you to say but is definitely huge i think at, at every level mm-hmm. uh what advice would you give a high school athlete when it comes to playing multiple sports in the high school level i'd say uh just keep playing both sports or if you're a three-sport athlete um something that i always hear professionals talk about is don't make it a job too early um i think we have I love that quote we have parents taking their dreams and putting them in their kids and only making it like it's making it the kid's job to get to the league where they're putting them in a sport for their whole year they're not letting them compete have fun with their friends it's it's getting too serious too quick where if i was in high school i played soccer i played football for a year and i played basketball and i just like being around the teams like competing and just having fun with it you only get one shot at high school so don't don't live with the regret quitting the sport early, thinking that that's going to get you to maybe next level type stuff. I think a bumper sticker that many parents should put on their car is "Don't make it a job too early," mm-hmm. and then have a picture of their kid and what sport they think their job is going to be. 
You know, that was a great quote. I've never heard it said like that. That's fantastic. I, I really think, you know, you walk around and, and that is, you see that, at, and, and the crazy thing, Logan, is you see that at like age 10. Yeah. You know, you know, we're sitting here as, as a family now, you know, we're talking about, you know, and you talk to other families, what sport, you know, I heard this the other night, we need to make a decision as a family to which sport we're going to put more time and focus into because Johnny's playing four or five sports and we don't have the time for it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some people forget, like, you can play multiple sports and some of the sports you play don't have to be so aggressive. Yeah. You know, you can play CYC soccer and play 10 games a year and practice four times because the coach, it's too cold, they don't practice. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think some people make a huge mistake, uh, Lou, and, and you, you, you kind of know what I'm talking about because I know you have younger siblings of that fourth grader whose mom wants them to play select soccer, basketball, and baseball. That's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, pick the one that you think your son likes and, and kind of go there with that, but play the others in just a more casual manner, mm-hmm. I, I think is the way and the approach that needs to be there. So um, this is the last one for me uh, in this segment, and then Lou, you'll step in. What separated you from the rest of the players in high school? I mean, I know I have a pretty good idea of many of the things that separated you from others. And then why did you get a chance to play Division Two basketball when the other kids are going to, you know, Phi Kappa Delta, Faded, <laughs> Dega? You know, what, what, what puts you in that situation? Um... I think personally, I I really loved basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people love the sport that they quote unquote wanted to play in college. I think they had an understanding of liking it, but they didn't understand what it took to get to that next level. And obviously, I didn't really want to be a Division two basketball player, Division one. I mean, I think everybody shoots for the highest level, but it was an honor playing Division two and. Um, I learned quickly, like, the work I did in high school wasn't enough to succeed in the college level. So so I think just anything in life you want to be, you have to find that love. And if it's if you love that thing, it's never going to be an obligation to get up in the mornings or put in that extra time. Right. I think when you talk about the love of the sport ends up being the highest percentage of those that love the sport end up being those quality coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at two guys right now in the room here that are – coaches and you know people ask me all the time well why aren't you a baseball coach that's what you love that's what you did no that was what I was the most skilled at Mm -hmm. and I loved baseball and I loved coaching basketball I think basketball is a higher tempo type style to where you have to make a decision quite often Um, baseball was a game that I loved that I thought my physicality was present for baseball and that's what got me my scholarship to to go to school for free but my love of the basketball game is why I still do it now so if you talk to a lot of coaches around if they don't say they love the game then obviously they're they're probably not going to do a very good job because it's not something that they want to get better at you know Mm -hmm. you see the good high school coaches and the college coaches it's funny those are the guys that you see at all the clinics you go to you see the Jay Blossoms the Terry Hollanders the uh, Potsus you see you see guys who want to get better because they're not just going to be stationary. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see uh, that level of coaching when the love comes in because you have to. If you don't love the game, th- mm-hmm. then you're not going to be able to, like you said, get up and have those early shooting mornings or the late lifting uh, evenings. Um, you just have to love it. And, and I think that's something that every coach, ends, if you ask them, what did you love about it? They love the game, mm-hmm. and that's why they're continuing to do it. Yeah, I can't see you being a I couldn't see you being a high school baseball coach. And the only reason why I say that is that I think you could, I don't know if you can get into the chess part of the game too well. Well, I did one year. I coached JV baseball at Howell North when I was 23 and hated every minute of it. I had, um, I was spoiled. I think too, when you play the sport in college, you you think that everyone that you coach at the high school level is, should be like you. Mm-hmm. And it, until you get to be about 25 or 30, you realize well, when you were in high school, you were just at a different level. Yeah. And it takes you a while to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can't assume that every kid you coach in high school is at or even want to be at that level. Um, and that's why I couldn't coach high school baseball because I would just think that everybody, you know, because I felt like my, you my road sucked. Well, I, I just thought that my road to, to college baseball was easy. When mm-hmm. I look back on it, it was terribly difficult. The amount of work and time I put in was immense. I, but I just thought that's what everybody did. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it wasn't. And so when I coached that year at Hall North and the kid was going to get tires on his car on a Saturday morning because it was more important than playing the tournament game because he wanted his rims to look tight, yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah. But that's what that kid didn't love baseball. He was just playing to have fun. And I, I, I couldn't get over that. Yeah. It's JV baseball, Chuck. I, I, could, I just wanted, um, I wanted to beat Timberland so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you tell current high school players to not do when preparing for college? And what would you see high school players working on that does not translate to the college game. Like when you see that high school kid working out and you're like, that is doing nothing. I think 
everybody wants to be like James Harden. I think oh, I think you see a, a lot. Of, you see a lot of kids trying to do stuff off the bounce, step backs when they can't make a left-handed layup consistently. <laughs> exactly. That is my biggest pain. And it, it's just like, how do you expect to be a college basketball player if you can't make a left-handed layup? I think right. kids work on the what they see on TV. They yeah, they see level 89, 90 through, and they're on level 10, 11. It's like. You, you have to work your game up. You have to start yeah. low. You have to be a tactician at the little things like pivoting, passing, and then you can be that James Harden. I mm-hmm. guarantee if you ask James Harden if he was taking these step backs in high school, he'd say, no, it, it took me years when I got in the NBA. It took years from the growing up beard, too. Yeah. yeah. That, that is true. It's almost like a fourth grader going to a sophomore algebra class. Yep. You yeah. know, like I saw my sister do it last night down in the basement for homework. I can go to class tomorrow and do that. Mm-hmm. It's just it drives me crazy. Yeah. And I think some of the people around, you know, that are that even, whether it's a mom, a dad, a trainer or a coach, I even see sometimes high school coaches. I'll go watch other practices or something. And they're working on they got their entire program working on the step back baseline jumper. Oh, my gosh. Like, We're shot in the game. I mean, well, and it's like what percentage of high school kid has a good Pull, anything James Harden does, a high school kid, if there's any high school kid that's good at any of that, think about how much time they've had to spend on that to be yeah. good at that. Yeah. And there's and, and like you said, they're the same one that every time they go for their left-handed layup, they're trying to scoop it with their right hand to look fun, but really they just can't do it. Yeah. You know, so that, that's a very good point that, you know, kids are trying to emulate people that have, they have no business emulating. Um, that would be like me trying to uh, take the field my junior year of high school and doing a backflip like Ozzy Smith did, <laughs> you know? And falling on my face. It's like, yeah. well, you know, but but working on it every day in practice. Like, I'm going to go work on my backflip so when I take the field. It, it, working on the wrong things yep. is, is a huge problem. Oh, uh, so what are some things in college when it came to practice that you just could not stand? So take me back to your player moments. Like, I, I could not stand when kids were complaining about practice or weights. Or, man, we talk about practice. That That is true, but <laughs> it's, it's a privilege to play a college sport. It's a privilege to play any sport, and... Kids are complaining that they have to get up at 6, 5.30 to run or lift weights when this is what they signed up for. They they had the choice to go to a community college or go to your big-time universities, but they chose to play college sports. So I think they should understand, like, this is a job and this is what's required. If, if you want to be a good basketball team, then you should be up earlier than the times you're required and you shouldn't be complaining about practice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the same thing you see a little bit at the high school level. It's like, you know, you see those kids, and I call them clock lookers. You know, the kids that mm-hmm. you, you can tell during practice, they're either, they want to grab their phone so bad to see how close it is to the end time of practice, or, you know, the best thing about West is the clocks haven't been right in 30 years. In <laughs> they either couldn't gym. They work in the back. <laughs> so, it, so you see kids, like especially like the transfer kids, they're looking all around the gym, and it says it's 9.30 a.m. It's like 6 at night. You know, they're looking around. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that is the worst. You know, if you want to be good at something, the first time, you know, you don't want to be good at something is when you want to leave the something you're supposed to be good at early, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you do see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it's true. Um, so who would be some people that growing up where you consider your, your role models and who did you like watching growing up? Uh, this is kind of funny cause I was at a Bible study this week and my cousin Adam, who is Alex Bazell, I don't know if we have Alex Bazell fans in this. Well, Alex Bazell's been on the podcast, baby. Yeah. So they they played on the same team growing up at uh, Manga Lutheran. So I loved watching my cousin. He's the oldest in the family. I kind of just grew up wanting to be like him. And then eventually I was introduced to Alex as a young kid and loved watching him. He competed at a young age, and he was superior to the 7th, 8th graders. I got to watch him play as a young kid. But... Once I uh, got introduced to Kramer Soderberg, it kind of everything just I don't care who else was there. It's just everything about Kramer as a young kid. I wanted to be whether it was how old were you when you when Kramer was in high school? I was first time I saw him play. I was in third grade. Okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I uh, it was not the Turkey Bowl. It was the middle of the season meeting. It was at West. I. Sat on the base, or not the base, I sat on the sideline close to the cafeteria. Had uh-huh. no idea who he was. Didn't know what was going on. And I think he made his, like, first three shots. And I was like, I, 
I knew I loved basketball after right. that. I, I was like, I have to be like, I have to be like this guy. Well, that was kind of the, it's kind of funny because you have to you have to see that and want it because when you were in third grade watching that, that's when I was in fourth grade watching Ryan Robertson. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to have those guys. And the, the coolest thing about that, Logan, is. When you can see guys like that that are wearing the same jersey you're going to wear and they're doing it on the court you're going to play on and they're doing it in your community because then it almost becomes more realistic Mm -hmm. that you can do this. When you watch guys like that on TV or uh, maybe you go to a shootout in Illinois with your dad or you go to the shootout back in the day at the old arenas and you watch the Kevin Garnett's and Vince Carter's, you really in the back of your mind, they fire you to go in the backyard to, to play, but you kind of know... That's physical genes aren't going to allow this. Mm-hmm. But when you watch a kid who's at the high school that you're going to go to have that much success, it it, it then explodes in you that I can do this. Mm-hmm. And no matter if you ever get to that level, but there had to be a little bit of Kramer Soderberg and Alex and those guys when you were growing up that got you to the level you were, level you were at because you knew it was possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the same thing for me watching uh, Ryan back in the day. Uh, what just kind of moving on? What's your take on LeBron? I love him. You love uh, LeBron? I would I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say he's the greatest player ever. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's what we want to discuss right now, but I would say by the end of his career he might be the best professional athlete of all time. I think you're 100% correct because I look outside the basketball world. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is watched on a second-by-second basis mm-hmm. and does everything the right way, mm-hmm. um, and he's a great leader. Yep. Uh, what do you say about the people who say that he's, um, and pardon my French here, I'll try to use a better word, um, that he's an ass teammate and that he demands too much from his teammates, he yells at his teammates, um, he's the coach, the coach doesn't even really exist. Did anybody watch the last dance? Like, come on. Well, and that's and that, But that's a similar breed, right? I mean, that's who we talk about is... Those two guys being the best, you know, what do you say, and have you ever played or been that guy? Like, what do you think about LeBron when people say he's an ass to his teammates? I would say there's a reason you're watching him in your basement on a television, and he's the one actually doing the stuff that you're commenting on. Yeah, absolutely. Because it takes that to be great. Yeah. I mean... People, I can't stand when people are like, oh, well, he's he's not he's not a very fun teammate to be around. Why? Because he wins and expects you to be great. Yeah. Because guess what? I'm sure there's and I'm sure there's guys, and I don't know if Rondo's one of them that have played with him, then left him and come back to him. And I guarantee there's been a guy or two that played with him, hated him, left, and said, I need to go back mm-hmm. because that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a guy in practice who's demanding telling everybody what they should be doing and, and calling them out and film sessions and things like that, mm-hmm. then you don't care. Yeah. I, I think what goes with that is LeBron James is the best player on the planet. Right. So he has that, that title to hold you accountable. If, if he was a, not even a guy suiting up, guy in street clothes on the bench, and he tried coming with that leadership style, you right. could say something about it. But if that's your best player and – He's leading by example and doing everything he wants you to do. Then he has that he has that honor to to be able to. You have to be great to have that honor. Yeah, and we've all played with players before who act mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. who are the ninth or tenth man who don't work hard. Yeah, then you can go shut up and leave. Yeah, and I'm not going to listen to you because you haven't put the time in. Mm-hmm. It's like the guy at work who knocks on your door and tries to give you advice, but he hasn't been there the last three days. You're just a hypocrite, right? That's a great word, and that's fantastic. You know, that's a great word. You know, and I can't stand those players either. The ones that think that you know, the one. Hey guys, we need some more fight in practice today, and it's it's guy eleven who's over here who just missed two practices because he had to get his hair cut. You know, that's that's the worst. And and like you said, LeBron can do it because of who he is. Um, if you could do one thing different in high school, what would it be? Whether it's socially, physically, sport wise. Uh, do you want me to get deep, or do you? Yeah. I would find my faith. Yeah. Um, some I did in college. I kind of stumbled. What sparked that? Uh, just kind of being away from home. Um, my girlfriend now, she invited me to church back when I was at college. Kind of just wanted to spend time with her. Uh, we weren't dating, so I took her up on the invite. And You're like, I like this girl. I'm going to go to church. Yeah, so um, just wanted to spend more time <laughs> yeah, with her. Absolutely. And then dominoes fell. Um, I ended up getting baptized later that summer. And then Journey with Faith is... 
been a roller coaster, but it's... That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And I've seen that over the time with you because in high school, I had you almost every day of my life, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and we were together a lot. And then I saw that trend, you know, that, and then next thing you know, you got, you come back with some, you know, great stories and I could just tell that that, that was something that you, you know, expected and took on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've watched it from afar and that, that's an awesome thing. And I think that's awesome for people to hear. Um, that's, that's really cool. What are some items, um, I guess you would say, uh, high school coaches would work on more in practice. I know you go to high school practices. You were at ours this week, um, and you also train a lot of guys. You've worked with Alex. You've you've seen and done it all. Uh, but, but what are some things that you wish, maybe not just high school coaches, but coaches in general at the high school level would would work on more with kids to prepare them for the Maryvilles of the world when they get to you? Uh, just to be broad, just actually playing the game of basketball. Um, I think kids, if I go to a practice, whether they're fifth grade to senior in high school don't know how to set a screen off the ball, don't know how to read a screen, how their defender's playing them, and uh, they don't understand spacing on the floor. You see every kid kind of gravitate towards the ball, and they think that's how they score. If they get the ball in their hand, they work on these four or five dribble combination moves and break down the defender. It's not realistic. That's right. that's not how you score. I mean, if if you're a talented player, you'll, you'll score like that in high school, but at the college level, unless you're the – cream of the crop, Division One Duke guys, that's not how you're going to score most of the time. You're going to score off reading screens right, setting screens right, and then just having the right spacing. So if you have a closeout, you can rip left and get by a guy, make a defender help, and you just keep having those closeouts and right spacing gets you open shots. And It's the biggest thing is spacing yeah. and screening. Today we worked in practice for 45 minutes. You know, I had a practice day. We were going to go over offense, and we started with reading down screens, and literally we were reading down screens. The next thing you know, I look at my practice plan, I had to throw 20 minutes out the window because I, I didn't want to stop because there were too many of our young kids who just didn't know what the heck they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's something that's that's – Definitely a huge deal. Where in high school, I think a lot of times we give the player, we give the ball to our best player who's talented, he's gifted, and then we forget we didn't teach that best player of ours that's scoring twenty points how to play the game the right way. And then they go to college and they're not physically gifted enough to score like that. And then they got to learn how to play the game the right way. And that's why you know you look at certain schools around town. Vianney is one I always talk about. You know we could be. 20 and 2 and play Biani who's 8 and 17 and they're probably still going to give us a run or beat us because they play in a great conference but at the same time they play great basketball and it's hard to guard mm-hmm. um, and, and those teams are hard to play and there's a lot of them around town but there's when you say a lot there's that lot means a, a kind of actually kind of said it the wrong way there's a small handful of those teams that can do that with those kids but it's Duchenne. a yeah Duchenne does a good job of it as well and a lot of it does have to go back to the, having those kids for a long time mm-hmm. um, throughout the 6th, 7th and 8th grade journey and having to stick to that motion concept and yeah. and, and I I coach you know coach Bowslog and coach Walsh at Biani and coach Bowslog at Duchenne are great at it mm-hmm. you know and it, it takes a certain coach and certain you know certain people to push that because sometimes in practice you you say you want to work on that stuff early in the year and you get totally away from it yeah. on week four and five because then you just start saying well how can I run everything to my best guy and mm-hmm. you just kind of get away from becoming basketball players yeah mm-hmm. I think as as much as it's on the coaches it's it's definitely on the kids as well I, right the, the biggest thing I touch when I talk to high schoolers or I talk to kids at Maryville I tell them to watch basketball the right way don't watch the the James Hardens like That's I always hard. say stop watching how YouTube clips how they put the ball in the basket watch how it gets to their hands and how they make the reads off of those. Like, That's an awesome comment there, just to kind of mm-hmm. slow you down for those people who are listening. He said, you know, don't look at how the ball goes in the basket. Look at how did that young man or that great player get the ball in the first place. You know, setting guys up um, off the screen, reading screens. Um, but, that, but that's the problem is mm-hmm. kids want to watch the highlight part and they don't want to they don't want to watch how in the world. Because do you think they really do you think other teams really want James Harden LeBron to get the ball? No, they got to work their asses off to get the ball. And that's the part that I think you brought up that's the kids don't watch. Uh, yeah, that, but mostly kind of like I loved watching the Heat. Right. Um, they played the right way. If you watch Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, they're, you'd see them on the street. You wouldn't be like, oh, those are NBA guys. But right. they know how to read screens. They know how to be physical without fouling offensively, using their hands, get uh, get the right cuts to – have their bodies in front of other defenders so they can get those baskets and make them look easy when actually it took them a while. It took them probably a few years to understand these concepts, but 
that's how they got to where they're at and why they're so successful. So moving down here, I'm going to ask this question, then Lou's going to come in with uh, talking about your college team and, and who your college team is. Not the one you coach now, but obviously at the Division One level. Um, who are some kids that you wish you could have played with uh, when you were in high school that were around your own age that people around town would know their names and that if, if you could have them as your two or three or your four or five guys um, while you were the point guard, who would they be? Uh, best friend, Casey Tison. Right. Um, obviously a tremendous talent. Puts the ball in the basket extremely easily. Um, I, whenever we play, we've grown up together, played all our lives together. It's extremely easy to win games at open and, gyms. With right. Them. And just to stop you right there, I also want people to know that I think one of the big things for a young player growing up in this, in, in this area is to find the other high school's top-notch guys mm-hmm. and become tight with them. Therefore, when it's a Saturday afternoon and I see, which I saw hundreds of times, Casey and Logan in our gym working out together, and a lot of times playing one-on-one competing, you need to find those kids around town that are your level, and instead of them being your enemies, you mm-hmm. need to make them your friends to work out with. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw you do that a ton. Mm-hmm. And we played two, at least two times a year, and we weren't best friends when those right. when those jerseys were on. But after the games, before the games, we were cool. We, we were about our business when we stepped in the lines, and then we helped each other get to where we were at in our careers. That's awesome. So uh, who do your college team that you like watching? Basketball or football? Well, basketball. Uh, I'm a Duke guy. Football? Um, Ohio State. And, and I'm an Alabama guy. I went to a Christian oh. Athletes camp in college, and my roommate was a linebacker for Alabama. So they kinda, got you tied I, in there? Yeah, I got, I got drawn into the Alabama. I mean, you know, you ask me who my favorite <laughs> basketball team is, I say Duke, and then you ask me who my favorite yeah. football team is. Yeah. Well, which one? Yeah. Ohio State. Why Duke? Um... JJ Reddick is a young kid. I, you know, just I could have been him. He wasn't incredibly strong. He wasn't incredibly fast and jump high. He wasn't extremely tall. So I mean, I had hopes. And then, how old were you when JJ Reddick was at Duke? Were you like seventh and eighth grade? No, I was young. I was probably young, young. He was at Duke in like oh three oh four. I was probably like six or seven. So super young. Just loved the energy he always brought, whether he was on the road or. At home, just they always were on TV, so it was easy to watch. Right, them. and that's the thing too. You fall in love, like everybody. Everybody's like, "Why did everyone like Michael Jordan?" Well, first off, he was the greatest in the world. Second of all, let's not beat around the bush. When that, when I was six and seven, the only thing to watch that carried basketball games was WGN <laughs> from Chicago. Yeah. So you were a TNT guy. You, you love the Braves, and then you were a Michael <laughs> Jordan fan because that was the only thing that was on TV. Because if you had cable and you had TNT, you were watching the Braves. You had WGN. You're watching Michael Jordan. So those networks also casted those, you know, kind of kicking it back to the Braves when they were winning all the time and the Bulls. Also, that was the only damn thing to watch if you had cable TV were those two teams. And it happened to be Atlanta with baseball was fantastic. And then Michael Jordan. We got lucky as a country to watch those teams on cable. Um, J.J. Reddick only net worth of $32 million. So too bad. Too bad, (laughs) J.J. I mean, I know you just like him, like you said, but uh, you don't have – a million to give me tonight, I don't think, do you? I do not. All right, not well, even I'll close. Okay. I got to ask, uh, so why do you hate Bellarmine University? Oh, I mean, everybody hates winners. They, I never beat them in college. Um, we had some good games, but we've also gotten blown out a bunch. And Bellarmine is now Division One, correct? They are. They are. And Coach Davenport is still there. Yep. I would assume yeah. so. You know, he was under Rick Pitino for nine years. Yeah, he's a Hall uh, of Famer. At Louisville, Hall of Famer. Uh, probably spent some time in some some local taverns and establishments <laughs> maybe with Rick and could have some stories for us. But we're just going to talk real quick to end the show tonight. We're going to talk about some things. We talk about, you know, we're all St. Charles West guys here tonight, and we're just going to, like, hit on some what grinds our gears about Warrior Hoops and just, like, over <laughs> the years facility-wise or just game-wise. Let me start with this. In my opinion, we have one of the best gyms in the area. Oh, when it's packed and when the bleachers come down on the end, it looks like a pit. I have talked to people who went to Duchenne High, people who had the opportunity to play in our tournament from you know as far back as uh, you know even Jeff City coming down to play in our tournament years ago with Kirk Farmer, who was a quarterback at Mizzou. I've talked to people who said our gym is top-notch. It's mm-hmm. a place that can get loud and rowdy and fun, and the fans are on top of you. So I'm just going to start this with, it is, in my opinion, the place to play when it's packed. Yep. But what are some pet peeves that you have just about either practices or because you're a practice guy? What are some things you have 
Lou, we'll start uh, with you. Well, you've already mentioned one of the no concentration sometimes from players. Yeah, one of the, the, the biggest problems, you know, that we talk about in high school is we talk about the no grab ass alert. You know, in high school, kids are going to have grab ass, but if you can eliminate, you know, 70% of the grab ass throughout the year, you're going to get so much more done. We talk about concentration. Uh, we talk about West in general. Can can I be not the only one? The Wi-Fi is terrible. Oh, I think <laughs> the 95% of the school body is in agreement with you there. I can't even play a song on my phone. Yeah, Man. it's so bad. It's just ridiculous. Can we can we do something about the Wi-Fi? Um, we always talk about every gym, but the Augs gym rims. Uh, we what do you think about the Augs it's, gym? It's hard rims? to shoot in that gym. I will. If you want to become a better shooter, stay in St. Charles West Auxiliary Gym. Yep. Get there yes. at six. Get there at six fifteen every morning. Get about 150, 200 shots up, and that will really build yes. not your confidence. Yeah. Okay. But there's also a rim over there that's still ten point six inches high. That is still one of those rims that drives me nuts because you're doing shooting drills and it's just not 10 foot. Also, high has 12 baskets, and I'm going to say it for the 15 million time. We have six in our main gym. So yep. give me some rims, baby. Give me some yeah. rims. Um, Logan, your big one was back in the old school model. Yeah, the old school model. They had uh, basketballs painted on the free throw lines. It was, it was extremely elite to you know, me. You know who had that design, if I'm not wrong, was Paul Boschert. Really? He was the athletic director. He was in charge with Coach Islander, and, and I think either one of the two said, "Look, this reminds me of something Paul would do." He's like, "You think we can get away with this?" You know, <laughs> and it was awesome. It was really yeah. cool and unique. And I'm glad that when they redid it, they at least listened to me on the spear part with the SCW because they were. I'm like, we can't just go plain Jane here. Yeah. Can, you know, mm-hmm. but that thing, I think that's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about every school, high school gym, they refurbish their gym floor like a million times. Just do it right once and, and, and forget about it. But we also forget about how much foot traffic is in those gyms due to PE classes. That's true. You know, yeah. so it does have to be done. Um, yeah, what about, like, what about Jeff? play mat ball every Friday in the gym. Yeah, I can see you running around playing some mat ball. I'd love to take you up to the mats, boy. I tell you what. Um, what about Jefferson when you go practice over there? I'm sure you got good traction over there. No, sir. I don't. Nope. I do not think they own a... Uh, what do they call a, a, a mop? A, a mop or a, a mop. broom? Yeah. yeah, and I think I think if the, the mop they do have is like two foot long, and I think they purposely just put a bunch of dust on it. So if yeah. you do use it, it just makes it worse. That's, yeah. But can't come on, Seifert? Can we get a Jefferson mop? Please, yeah. please, yeah, please. Lord. I did have thirty one points in that gym in a seventh place game one time. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> How about game nights? Is, is there anything worse than the girls' game in front of you, especially if you're it's a four-banger that's yeah, like a foul fest? fest. Oh, yeah, jeez, for something next time you coke. Um, or what if it goes into overtime? So basically every game against Orchard <laughs> This is Every game in general, you're like, golly, this, could yeah. be, this goes into overtime. Um, we talked about having short practices because you show up at 4 o'clock because you teach somewhere else, and then all of a sudden at 5.30 there's a JV girls game, and they're wanting to uh, – Pull warm up. The, yeah, the bleachers are out at uh, eight in the morning for the for the five thirty tip. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand that, especially if there's like a game at seven and you're practicing. Like, hey, uh, we need to get the bleachers out. The fans aren't going to be here for three more hours, but we got to press this button to get the bleachers out. How about you just come down and tell the coach, hey, coach, we're going to set everything up, and when practice is over, hit this button. Yeah, and something really cool is going to happen. These bleachers are going to come out, <laughs> so you can still use the four baskets that are there because now. Your practice plan has gone to shoot because now you can't do anything Mm -hmm. besides just run up and down with your main goals with 15 guys at practice. Nothing worse than the bleachers coming out early. And all it takes is a press of a button and 15 seconds they're out. Um, Let's talk about uh, St. Charles West uh, awesome locker room shower situation that – what do you guys think about the locker room? You want to get a build in. I mean, yeah, I mean, just if go you're in the, the locker room and you know you're in there playing grab ass and you want to get a quick, quick lift in, just go to the showers because there's a, probably going to be a, a barbell in there with a little weight bench that you can get after it with maybe one of those old solo flexes. That's there's gonna... there's a, a cable pull down. I'm pretty oh, sure man, we can get some try work in. Yeah, yeah. Lou, what do you think about the? Yeah, that's it's pretty accurate. I mean, you can always go back to Roy Williams taking a number two in the main. You know, office there, but holy cow! Um, bent rims, no nets. That's always that's, that always stinks. And my, my biggest one of my biggest pet peeves in 2020 is we still have rims at St. Charles West that take a key to put yep. them down. And Wait, I, that's in the main gym, but in the Augs gym, you can just yeah. In the Augs gym, they, they come down all. You can do it mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah, but in the main gym, it takes and, and and people are gonna think I'm nuts. It takes one minute and 57 seconds to put down a basket. So I round that up to two minutes times six. That's 12 minutes. 
a day that if they're not down, you get there. Yeah. You got it. Hey, boys, I'll be I'll be with you in a second. It's going to take me 12 minutes to put these <laughs> yeah. six baskets down. Well, yeah. at high, it must take 30 minutes. They got 300 hoops over there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I have to go check that out over they there. They might have yeah. switches, though. Have switches. Whoa, 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 brother. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It is time for some switches. Um, what a great show. You know, we, we were able to get Logan on. He came to practice the other day and he said, hey, man. Get on. Let's do this. So I want to thank Logan. Thank Iggy tonight uh, for all the setup work. Thanks thanks to Lou. We're obviously in the heat of basketball season here. And just so people know, uh, during basketball season, obviously we're going to have two to four parents who are going to be able to go. But we are going to do our best. And Lou is in charge of this to put as many games, especially our home games, on Warrior Vision. Lou, can you tell us a little home bit about Home games should not be a, a doubt. Like okay. We are scheduled to do every home game. We're going to look into broadcasting away games, even if somebody has a stream. Just to guarantee that we have it. I think that's the way to go. We're gonna experiment. Looking, Huddle is offering some free Thanks stuff for us to that go along with streams. So we our goal is to stream as many games as we can for the guys this yeah. year. And I think something you uh, should go ahead and set up is that Tuesday night before Thanksgiving, we're gonna just have the I believe varsity girls and varsity boys that night. The JV will play on the night before on Monday, and get that Warrior Vision link that night. Have, have we'll your, have it out at least yeah. the, that Monday. But how cool would it be to have a, a big gathering at someone's house and sit down and hit that link? Have a socially distance so, together. Yeah. Social, social distance, distance and, and get the pizzas going and get the kids over and sit down and watch uh, the Warriors and the and the Buckos kick it around a little bit out there and toss it around both, and see what uh, happens. Both missing their best players from last year. Yeah. We, both the, not because of graduation, too. Both, both teams will be missing a key ingredient. We'll be missing Mr. John Wilson due to... Um, his being hurt and being ejected of last year's game. And then Mr. Barry Thomas from St. Charles High has taken his talents to the U side. <laughs> to U City and Kelvin Lee has picked up Mr. Barry. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> it's also very interesting where he lived. Yes. When he was barely attending St. Charles High. So yep. we'll leave on that note. Kind of a little start some, you know what, with the cross town here getting ready. But Rick, Ricky boy, Ricky Foster, I'll be coming to see you soon. <laughs> I love Rick. Uh, we're only about two, two and a half, three weeks away from the biggest night with the weirdest night as yeah. the, the St. Charles High gym we'll have for a St. takes Charles on St. Charles West ever. and the emptiest gym of all time yeah. for one of those evenings. Logan, thanks. Iggy, thanks. Lou, thanks. For I am Chuck, and this is Lou. We'll see you next time.